Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, FUD headlines overtake the media. There is blood, however, and we're all going to be okay. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. It hurts. Everything in the market right now hurts. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts. I know, I know. But breathe, woosa. Turn off your portfolios. Come back in a week or two or a month or three. (laughs) We'll see how everything looks then. And I have to tell you a 2017 story because I think that's the only way I try to, in my opinion, relate to what's happening now. And I've told this story many, many times. And it's my Ethereum experience. And I, I was doing my MBA and I was sitting in class and I was trading Ethereum because I, you know, you know, what, that's what you do in class. You don't pay attention to the teacher. You trade Ethereum. And so I remember buying Ethereum and I think it was like 50, 50 bucks or something. And I remember it just shooting up during class to like 50 to 80 to 120 to 200 dollars. And by the end of that little pump that Ethereum had, it dropped back down to under 80 bucks to under like, I can't remember exactly, but it was like a two or 300% rise and then another 60% or 75% fall. It was like, it's like it rose to like $200 and back below where I bought it originally. And I was just like, well, that is, is that it? Is that all for Ethereum? And then by the end of the bull run, it was at $1,200 or something, $1,200, $1,400, whatever his all-time high was. And so I just want to put it in perspective that, you know, if you're looking at this as a hindsight sort of thing and you think it's over, but you don't know and you continue to hodl, at the end of that bull run, if you sold at the top, which you can't sell at the top, but you do take profits, you would have been okay. And if you held all the way through that first bull run, if you held all the way through crypto winter and you held until just a little bit ago or even today and it's at 3000 or $4,000, you would be very happy with what you did and how you held and with your returns. So I just want to put it in perspective. It looks like it hurts. It looks like it's bad. It looks like it's over. (laughs) But you never really truly know until you are past it. And you're looking back and going, huh, I was scared for nothing. Or, damn it, I should have sold. Just don't panic. And now, let's see how bloody it is with those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.06 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is, oh my goodness, I don't even want to say these numbers, but I will. It's $36,692.82, down 15.6% in 24 hours. Ethereum is $2,540, down 23.75% in 24 hours. Tether is in the number three spot, back to where it usually is when everything's all tits up at a dollar. Binance Coin is in the number four spot at $350, down 31% in 24 hours. And Cardano is $1.49, down 27%. Rounding off the top 10, we have Dogecoin, XRP, Polkadot, USDC, and Internet Computer. Total market cap for the crypto space is $1.62 trillion, down 20% in 24 
and the BTC dominance is 42.8%. Moving into today's headlines. I want to point out that the Crips headlines have been a bit disingenuous lately, and I'm going to show you an example of this. The headline reads, and this is the news, by the way, and the news is within my critique of Decrypt's headlines, so you're going to get both in one here. Hold on. So the headline is, India's government mauls regulatory panel as crypto ban looms. Yet in the article it says, and this is the news, India's government is looking to convene a panel of experts to consider crypto regulations in the country, according to the Economic Times. The panel would explore ways of regulating cryptocurrency as digital assets rather than as currency, rejecting previous recommendations for an outright ban of cryptocurrency in the country. So India is making a panel that rejects the previous recommendations of an outright ban of the currency, yet the headline says, Crypto Ban Looms. It seems as though when you have a pullback or like a downturn in price, you have companies just want to exacerbate the bad, exacerbate the FUD, exacerbate the fear, exacerbate the despair people have. And this just seems disingenuous. Maybe I didn't read the article clearly enough, but I want to err on the side of more positivity and more objectivity. And I didn't like this. But anyway, that's the news. India government is looking at regulations. And if you remember back on April 28th, when I interviewed India's crypto exchange, the podcast was entitled The Truth About India's Crypto Ban. And well, I want you to go back and listen to that so you can have a very clear idea of what's happening in India from somebody who is operating an exchange in India and dealing with the regulators on a day-to-day basis. I do want to say we might have hit the top, though. And why might I say it's the top? Steve Harvey. Yes, the comedian. Steve Harvey has launched a line of NFTs, and the Steve Harvey NFTs will raise money for the nonprofit Steve and Marjorie Harvey Foundation. <laughs> Might be the top. Good luck, Steve Harvey. Here's another example of the headlines not matching the article, and again, I think this is disingenuous. Here's the headline. The OCC, or the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, signals it may be less crypto-friendly than Brian Brooks' regime. Okay. So therefore, you say the office of the comptroller of the currency is going to be very negative on crypto. However, this is what the article reads. The acting comptroller of the currency, Michael Shu, who was named to the position earlier this month by Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, isn't wasting any time making his mark. Shu has ordered a review of several agencies' recent actions, including moves that gave authority to provide cryptocurrency custody companies with banking licenses. He said, in quote, My broader concern is that these initiatives were not done in full coordination with all the stakeholders, nor do they appear to have been part of a broader strategy related to the regulatory parameter. I believe addressing both of these kinds of attacks should be a priority. End quote. Again, the news is that the new Office of the Control of the Currency, Michael Shu, is looking at what was passed by Brian Brooks and seeing if it actually takes the bigger picture into account. It doesn't say that it's less crypto-friendly. In fact, it actually could be more crypto-friendly, to make sure that there's more ways to access cryptocurrency for banks and other institutions. So I just feel that that's disingenuous by reading the article and then reading the headline. I am not going to FUD this until I have more data. If you're a Polkadot fan, you'll be happy to know that parachains are now live on Kusama, Kusama's Polkadot's experimental network. According to Gavin Wood, the founder of Polkadot, this brings the project's final version closer to reality. Parachains refer to different blockchains that connect with Polkadot, and run in parallel with one unified network. NVIDIA is the largest computer chip maker in the U.S. by market cap, and that's not friendly to Ethereum. NVIDIA said today that it's cutting its hashing power for three graphics processing units, or GPUs, used in both video games and mining rigs. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Read the article. It's a bunch of numbers. And they're doing this because NVIDIA GPUs are programmable. 
Users regularly discover new applications for them, from weather simulation, gene sequencing, to deep learning and robotics. Basically, they want to make sure that these GPUs are going to other things besides just mining Ethereum, so they are eliminating their hashing power. But you can still use them for gaming, gene sequencing, deep learning, and robotics. And finally, we know that Darkseid is a ransom group that was behind the Colonial Pipeline attack, and they got paid in Bitcoin for that attack, ransomware attack actually to be exact. 75 Bitcoin was transferred to Darkseid from Colonial Pipeline on May 8th, which was worth around $4.4 million. Well, we find out that actually Darkseid raised around $90 million worth of these pay ransom payments from different hacks they've done, including one from a German chemical company that they paid on May 11th, 78.3 Bitcoin. This is a very interesting read. They talk more about their payments, how their operation works, and where their Bitcoin has went. So I encourage you to click the link in the show notes and check it out. Thank you very much for listening today. This is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. Also, I'm just letting you know there won't be any interviews this week because I am out of town, and I'm trying my best to do these podcasts from a hotel room uh, while I'm traveling. And it makes it just so much easier to not do an interview and try to coordinate all of that. But I still will come and give you the news. Anyway, until tomorrow, happy hodling and pray.